What's up, guys? It's your boy Jody Rich. We're here back again, cracking the nut, episode two. We got Don DeFelici again. And just to let you know, this was recorded in the kitchen of the hostel that we're staying at. So beware, there are going to be kitchen sounds such as microwaves and clashing pans. Stay tuned for this great episode. Style, and I'll be happy to. 
I just, yeah, for me it's got to be from me, you know? Yeah, no, I feel that. So I mean, when you say you're a feelings-based producer, it's a similar kind of thing. But it feels something. And like, I also feel like for me personally, like my music, I want it to be like my vibe completely. So I want to put out my vision. Because everybody, ha well not everybody, but a lot of people have their own visions. And, you know, I want to show my perspective. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't want someone else's interpretation of what a Don DeFelici song is. Yeah. I can only make it up myself, you know. For better or for worse, man. I mean, it might be less successful, who knows, but if I know I put myself in that, then I'm, I'm more comfortable with that, you know. I wouldn't like listen back to it and be like, oh, I would have changed that word, or I wouldn't have put that line there, or yeah. my book would be different. I just want to know that I've constructed it. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't see it as like plagiarism or anything when people ghostwrite. I just, when people try and toss it off like it's their own work though, I think that's a different thing. Like, I think a ghostwriter should be credited. Oh, no respect, yeah. You know, you get like, Fuzzy Hair brackets produced by Jody Rich. Yeah. To be written by whoever the ghostwriter is. I mean, the ghostwriter, they get their credits in like, and like the credit line, but you don't, you don't even put that on a song title or something like that. Like, it's yeah. just, because at that point, then, okay, then you got to put your composer in. <laughs> and then it gets the Juice by Jerry Rich, written by Burrito. <laughs> Next thing you know, this song's like scrolling for like a minute before you see the song title again on Spotify. <laughs> no, I feel you, man. I feel you. I guess, like, like you say as well about it being a genre specific thing, I, I completely agree with that as well. Like pop music's always been ghost -ridden. Like I'm sure a lot of rap music has been ghost written as well. Oh, it just but, depends on the artist. But like, yeah, a lot of people would say like, because other genres aren't known for lyricism, like rap is, or hip hop, then it's okay to go out of those genres. What do you say about that? Like, do you say, like, like other genres get a pass? Hip-hop, you don't get a pass, because you're supposed to be a lyricist. I mean, again, I think it's down to the artist. Like, I think anyone can have a pass on it. If they, if they are willing to put that on, them, on their track, yeah. or on their album, then it's their album, they can do that. I don't think it has to be genre-specific. I also think that rap's quite an expressive thing. Yeah. That's why I like it so much. Whereas a lot of pop music is kind of like giving a feeling off rather than emotion, if that makes sense. That's, at least that's how, I, and I'm not a big pop fan, so it's kind of hard for me to say. Yeah. But that's how I see it. It's like appealing to a certain feeling or like a certain way of being or an environment, you know, rather than this is how I feel in that environment. But at the same time, I mean, you can write about this fictional story about, like, a character. Even from his perspective, or all from person, you know? I guess it just swings around about us, man. I think the most important thing is the art being called, you know? Like, hands down. Like, you can get, like... You could have an album, and then... Uh, like, the middle song on the album is ghostwritten. You might not even hear the difference. Like, it just blends in with it. 
And that's what I was saying, like Drake, has, to the like, audience, Drake yeah. has people that ghostwrite for him, yeah. but they, they've listened to his music long enough that they can write it in his type of flow, yeah. you know, or they can put his type of emotion in it, and he raps it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like you were saying, like, but it's 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 it. <coughs> I mean, you know, I mean, that's just like how he feels about it, like, shit, if somebody can write my feelings the same way I can, yeah. well, fuck, then I'll just work, I'll work on recording it. Yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah. put the lyrics in front of me, as long as they sound like and feel like what I would normally say myself, yeah. well, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. Like, I just feel like you can be more productive, like, in that way. When you're on his level, mate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, For sure, my, my little itty-bitty level, like, <laughs> best album or not, like, I feel like I owe it to whoever's listening. Like, yeah. I don't want to try and pull the wool over people's eyes. Every song you hear on there, whether you love it or hate it, at least you know it's coming from me. It's bad enough I can't produce it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to all the producers out there. For sure, man. The skills out there, man. Better respect out. I think, like producers, man, I don't think they get enough credit a lot of the time. No, that's definitely, I mean, that's true. A lot of producers end up getting, getting screwed over in a way because they're not in the limelight or because they didn't do the licensing right or whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, what are you in it for? Yeah. yeah. If you're in it for the love, then, you know, you got to be prepared for the fact that you weren't prepared on the business side. Yeah, yeah. And something could possibly go wrong. If you're in it for the business... You know, make sure all the numbers are adding up yeah. so you can get those checks when they're time to come in. It's true. You know, like, it's the true. problem that I've seen and different interviews I've seen is like, people be like, oh yeah, you know, I just make a beat to my house for the love, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then one beat pops and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I need my money. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Give like, me. I thought it was like, all for the love. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I wanted to pay too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So be, clear, be clear at the front, yeah. you know. Set up your contracts correctly at the front, and then... And it can be all for the love. And just because you want to earn money on that, it doesn't diminish the fact that you're doing it for the love. It just means you want to keep doing it and have a way to maintain it, rather than going back to yesterday's conversation, going to work, earning your money to do something that you want to give love from. Like, I think you can do it for the love, but also ask for money in return, you know? Yeah. If people are giving their love back and they want to see more of that music, then that's how it has to work. Because if not, you go to work 10 hours a day, you come home. I can't be asked to work on this song, man. I'm so tired, I can't even put myself into it. Yeah. And like, thank you for sitting with that, man. It's a tricky one, though, mate. I don't think there's a right answer. I think it's highly subjective. I mean, and that's the thing, like, there's always debates about this because somebody didn't get their money. Oh, well, they didn't get their money because they did this and that. Oh, well, it's not them. It's so-and-so screwing them over. It's like, okay, at what point, you know, do we, do we stop and just say, you know what? This situation is over. It's yeah. done. Next. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, when, I, when I speak to people and they, like, ask me about, when I'm, like, when people are in today, I'm like, Oh, I spent <coughs> spent all day going through my licensing. And like, what do you mean? It's like understanding when I put that song out, what I owe to people. And they're like, what you owe people money if you use a beat? I'm like, yeah, it's normally like fifty percent. And people are like, what fifty percent? That's like half the song. I'm like, 
Yeah, but the beat is half the song. If not more than half the song, because that's creating the atmosphere that I want to put my lyrics over. People can't get over it, man. They're like, you yeah, but it's your song. I'm like, well, half is my song. We're kind of working together on it, you know? Yeah. And I think, like, that kind of attitude made me realize how little appreciation people have for the producer. Like, they hear, like, a Jody Rich song, and they're like, oh, shit, it's Jody Rich, this is sick. And I think a lot of people in their head think, he's probably done the beat as well. And in your case, you probably have. <laughs> Bad example. Not yet, not yet. <laughs> it's on its way. But like, I think like that's that appreciation is missing. But as you said, a lot of people don't put themselves forward like that. Yeah. They don't set themselves up for that. And I mean, and I'm talking like I know what I'm talking about, man. I've been in the game for a few months. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, that's why a lot of producers these days are starting to become like DJs, and they're starting to like become rappers or whatever. Yeah. It's because they're tired of not getting the recognition that they feel like they deserve, you know? Yeah. And rightly so as well. But only they can set themselves up to get that recognition, you know? That's true. And only you can set yourself up to burn this bacon. <laughs> Just saying. Hey, you're not wrong, bro. You're no. crispy over there. Getting lost in the conversation, mate. Yeah, it's gonna be nice to use my own fryer if I want to get home. <laughs> One that's not all caked up with Yeah, yeah, yeah. People's dinner from two days ago stood to it. Uh, that's a tricky one, man. What's your opinion on it? Like, would you let someone ghostwrite for you, or would you ghostwrite for someone? Like, you I would definitely, I would definitely ghostwrite for somebody. Yeah. Um, just because I can put my own flavor on it without having to worry about certain repercussions, like, That's oh, this true. is so-and-so song, like, yeah. I don't feel that way about whatever I just said. Yeah. You know? Um, it allows you to gain, like, a different frame of mind as well. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I can ghostwrite for, for some trap rapper and just talk about, like, bitches, hoes, car, da 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 <laughs> But it doesn't come back on me yeah. as, like, oh, fucking Jody Rich, man, he's such a dirty whatever. Yeah, he cares about it's like, no, I'm thinking, I wrote that song for... Whoever the fuck, so that yeah. they can talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> um, but in a, but as far as people ghostwriting for me, I don't think I would let that happen because my music, as I make it in its purest form, legit is just feelings, exactly. my complete feelings. Exactly. People always ask me like, oh, you know, how do you write your songs? Like, I don't write. Okay, well, how do you? How do you like put it together? What happens? Like literally, I find a dope beat and I just freaking freestyle the whole thing. Yeah, man. And then I transcribe that. Yeah. That's it. It's natural, man. I mean, sometimes there, you know, sometimes I'll go back and, and I'll record and do the chorus. Yeah. And I'll make sure the chorus is like really dope, and then I'll do the rest of the freestyle. But it's legit freestyle over a dope beat. Freaking transcribe. Man's got them skills. Edit, make sure that the freaking stuff doesn't sound all wonky. And then put it out. Yeah. Done deal. Like, there's no... I don't need a ghostwriter. I don't need to write myself. Yeah. I just need to keep up having these feelings. Yeah. I just need to keep my emotions, my connection with, you know, the higher being or whatever you want to call it that allows me to, to feel... Shout out. Yeah. Because it's from the universe that you get all that, man. 
everything you feel, everything you spit, everything you write. Like I, I saw an interview once with uh, the old guitarist from Red Hot Chili Peppers, and he was saying like everything that you get, like don't you dare take all the credit for that, because something is passing you that. Like, you're tuning into it and you're getting it down in a human way, but that's coming from somewhere else. Whether that's the experience of your ancestors or from some alien up in the clouds or a high being or whatever it is, man. Yeah. Whatever gets you going. Like, it's not all you. Like, it's our experiences. And we don't dictate our whole experience. People do. You know? yeah. It's not all just from us. So I think our ability to get that and then freestyle it is... It's more unique, man. I don't think a lot of people do that. And I mean, for me personally, I used to write. Yeah. I can I can write. Yeah. But like like I told you before, when I write, I get too consumed in like the details. <laughs> or like I'll have like an idea that's going so fast and I can't write or type fast enough yeah. to get it out and then I end up forgetting or I lose the feeling. Yeah. Or I get off track. And then when I come back to it it's like, what? No fuck. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Wait, what beat did I start on? Why doesn't it sound the same anymore? You know, so... And then also, when I perform it, most of the time, when I write a song, and I perform it, I can't remember the lyrics. Yeah. Like, I practice in front of a mirror for hours and hours, and then I get there, and I can't remember the lyrics. Yeah. <coughs> when I freestyle, write out the transcription and practice that, I can remember the lyrics. Because it came, it came from a feeling, exactly. automatically, you know what I mean? Exactly, man. Like, the feeling came from inside, it wasn't, it was from inside, like, my soul, mm-hmm. not inside my brain. Mm-hmm. So, all the different things that are happening when you're performing, you know, the crowd yelling, mic cut out, or whatever, mm-hmm. the feeling is still there. So, yeah, like, my so brain's, like, detached from the situation I had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the beat goes off, you're still in it, because it's internal. And that's, that's why I do it the way that I do it. Um, I think that's beautiful, man. I think we need more people like that. But you're also unique because you've done it for so long. And you've freestyled since you were a kid. Yeah. You know, like, your brain's already making them connections two seconds before it needs to. Or like four bars between before you need it. Your brain's probably already knowing what it's going to say. Yeah. And it passes it down into your body, you know? Fair enough. That's how I see it, man. It's skill, man. Like, you can't teach that. But you can teach it, but then you got to practice it a shit ton. It kind of goes back to the whole thing, like, uh, 10 years. In this segment, the conversation switches from a topic of music to general life. 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I was doing what to get me to where I am right now? Amen. 10 years ago, I was coming out of high school, going into college. My first year of college, I'm going to all these different parties, and I'm that guy, the freestyle guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, you're the guy from the party that was freestyling. Oh, sick, sick, sick. And now, you know, 10 years later, that's what my songs are, freestyles, you know, and... Putting that graph that you didn't even know you were playing. And it wasn't until I listened to that podcast, and the guy said... I can't take credit for who I am now. I have to give credit to who I was 10 years ago. Dude, I fucking love that quote. And it's like, oh, sh- mind blowing. And that could be in a negative or a positive way, right? Like, yeah, it's true. You could apply that to like, oh man, I'm, I'm hooked on this. Like, 
for example, someone like me, Bach, I still play RuneScape. That's because 10 years ago, I was so into it, and now it's not fully left me, you know? Mm. Which is a negative. If I feel the need that I have to play it, which luckily I don't anymore, that's a negative, you know? Yeah. So I think it applies both ways, but that quote, man, like, when you told me that, that stuck with me. I was like, oh, shit. Now I get it. But at the same time, it also makes me feel good because it's like, I'm practicing the piano. I'm freaking taking these courses, and I'm like, okay, 10 years from now, my production ability is going to be where? It's going to be way better than it is right now because of what I'm doing right now. Exactly, man. Dude, it's good luck to have, man. Like, if you can live your life around that, then you're doing well. Because you're being conscious. Yeah. You're being mindful of what you're doing. You're not just going with the motions and just letting shit hit you. Like, oh, fuck, another bad thing happened to me. Oh, another bad thing happened to me. Oh, good thing, but then another bad thing afterwards. You just, like we were saying earlier, reactive versus proactive. Like, you're spending your time just reacting to shit. Whereas when you think about things in the 10 year sense, you can be proactive. Where do I want to be in the future? You know? Yeah. Tried hard with my English A level. <coughs> that helped me write better. Whatever it is. There was, um, a podcast I was listening to last night, or actually a YouTube video I was watching, and it's the same guy, the 10 years guy. And what's, he was, what's his name, by the way? His name was Jamal King. Jamal King. He's like a police officer in Chicago, and he's also a millionaire real estate investor guy. Wow. But he was also saying that um, you have to be, let me see if I get this right, you have to be a fortune teller. You have to tell your own future. Mm. You have to see your own future. Yeah, completely agree with that. And it's like, yeah, you can easily say, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But, like, no, you need to see that. Mm-hmm. And then he visualize it. He made, like, a thing, he made, like, a, a reference to, like, imagine you go into a movie theater to see a movie at 7 o'clock, but you get there at 6.45, and you go and you stand and you watch the end of the movie, and the hero is alive at the end of the movie. Freaking shining lights, glimmering. Yeah. He's alive. Yeah. Right? And then you go in at 7, watch the movie with your friends, and then, like, throughout the whole movie, everybody in the audience is tense. Like, oh, my God. Like, oh, no, he might die. Oh, my God, he might die. And you're, like, relaxing. Because you're like, dude, like, he's going to be good. <laughs> he's good. Like, I've seen the end. He's going to be good. That's a beautiful analogy. And he's like, that's how you got to kind of play your life. Like, you have to see yourself winning at the end. So that when you go through all the BS and all that stuff, and people are freaking out, like, your parents are freaking out because your music's not taking off, you know, like, your girlfriend's freaking out because you ain't paid the bills in a month, like, you have to see that so clear that you know we're, we're all going to be good at the end. Yeah, exactly, man. It's like, oh. Amen to that, man. Amen to that. That's what used to get me through when I used to do these lectures. So, like, in my previous job, I, like, went back to uni while I was on placement and did a lecture to, like, 200 people in this yeah. lecture hall. I was nervous as fuck, but the thing that got me through was exactly that. I just saw myself at the end of it, how good I'd feel afterwards, the benefits I can take from it, but also hopefully helping people out, even if it's 10% of the people in there. Because let's be real, most people probably won't even fucking listen. But like, you help them out, and you're like, okay, well that's what happens afterwards. And what's 15 minutes, really? Like, I'm going to give a stand-up there 15 minutes. I mean, we've been talking probably 15 minutes. <laughs> How quick's that gone? Yeah. And, like, that visualization is key, man. 
rather than just seeing there's a hurdle there and then when I get over that hurdle then what am I going to do about this and how am I going to look on stage and is my hair going to look nice am I going to get a spot on my face that day am I going to pace around too much is my voice going to project enough if you ignore all that like be aware that it's there but look past those hurdles and focus on that angle then you're going to get over those hurdles either way I used to run hurdles man yeah. you know what I'm talking about true, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually no that's that's exactly how you have to do it. Like, you have to see past what's gonna happen on the journey. I mean, while acknowledging that the journey is part of it and blah blah blah, you do have to look to that that happy place at the end or that that goal at the end because it's gonna help you to push through. Um, you have to know it exists as well before you even think about looking at it. Yeah. Like if it's fucked over, <coughs> how are you gonna see it? One thing. One thing I always think about is like. When I'm going through a, what I consider a hard time or a difficult mm-hmm. time, I'm like, man, this is going to be sick if I ever write a book. Mm-hmm. Like, this part of the story is going to be so epic. If I ever write a book, like, this is going to be the part that somebody, like, reads and they're like, damn, yeah. fool made it through that? Or like, yeah. damn, I remember feeling like that. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's one thing that, like, every time, like, I'm in, like, a really down spot, I'm just like, Yo, this could be an epic book. Yeah, <laughs> dude, exactly, man. Like, look at your life like a movie. Like, imagine you're doing it from the third person. Oh be like, and that can work for situations like that, but it can also be like, am I having fun right now? Like, am I enjoying what I'm doing? If I was watching this as a film, would I be, would I be happy with it? <laughs> Laying in bed watching Netflix? Probably not, man. It's going to be a boring film, man. They won't show it on Netflix. So, like, this is how it is, man. You've got to... Take your time and break down those hard times because we all get them, mate. We've had dark times, man. Yeah. We've had those dark times. I want to be here today. Gotta <laughs> you know? shine the light, mate. Shine the light, man. Gotta have fun with it, mate. And I always tell people not to take themselves so seriously. Now, you see, like, a lot of people, and again, myself included, we all do it. Like, I was gonna say, I battle with that a lot. Like, yeah. You get in a situation and you're like, I gotta get it right, gotta yeah. get it right, gotta be perfect. Oh, like, what said that to me? Oh, I'm looking at me like that. Like, I'm me. What do we know about? Probably don't even mean it. You know, and it's dealing with their own shit. And once you learn to laugh at yourself and like, not take yourself so seriously, it's amazing what you can achieve. Cause you get past the shit bits of the ego, you know. Yeah. You're not held back by that. Anymore. And I think like. I don't know, man. I feel like this day and age, it's more about like self-growth, awareness, and like becoming a better human than it is about like, I need to get this job, and then I need to get married at this time, I need to have kids at this time. It's like, dude, I need to keep evolving, and I need to keep growing, yeah. and I need to keep getting better. And, and I feel like, the, no disrespect to anybody, but I feel like the people that are still trying to follow that old way of like, all right, how old am I? Okay, I gotta get married now. Okay, I have to have kids. I had to buy a house. People that are still following that old way, I feel like they're losing. Yeah. On the inside. Losing their essence, man. Because as humans, we I feel like we've developed to this point of like, oh shit, we need to start using our third eye. We need to start, you know, thinking on a higher plane than just the 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 society says the 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 you know. And I don't know if you're if you're still. Like I said, in the old way, you're kind of 
fighting against where we're headed anyway. Setting yourself unrealistic targets, man. Like, even, you can't... If I say, for example, alright, next year when I turn 26, by then, I want to have found the girl that I'm going to marry. <coughs> that means, the closer it gets to that time that I haven't found that girl that I want to marry, I'm going to start making adjustments to that person that I want to find. Well, maybe she doesn't actually need to be like this. You know, maybe I could cope with someone who isn't like that. Or maybe I could deal with that quality or a ridiculous spending habit or something. You know, because I need to meet that goal of finding someone before I'm 26. And if I don't get it by the time I'm 26, I'm gonna be depressed when I'm 26. And then I'm gonna be 27 and still having the same problem. Just looping around, man. Oh, it's time to get a mortgage. I'm a failure. I haven't had a mortgage by the time I'm 26. It's unrealistic, man. Because it's out of your control. Like, you can go you can go out every Friday, Saturday night and start looking for that girl that you want to marry. But you're going to find her, truly. <laughs> maybe you'll find someone, but maybe not the one that's actually going to be good for you, you know? Yeah. And you start compromising on qualities. Some people are like, oh, he's not my type, she's not my type. It's like, how can you have a type? What if you meet someone who doesn't look like that or have that hair colour? Wait, it's going to dismiss him? Crazy one. Because we're used to putting people and things and, you know, opportunities in a box. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm going to blow up in this way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to meet this type of person that's going to complete my life. I want this kind of phone that's going to make my fucking social media life better. Yeah. You know? I need to eat this kind of food because it's going to help my health. Like, we're used to, like, oh, categorization. This, 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 this. Perfect. Outside of that, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. yeah. Humans love order, man. And they love patterns. And but that's why all the music these days has <laughs> patterns. <coughs> boom, 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 boom. Oh, nah, nah. Boom, boom, What's boom, my name? Boom, oh, boom. nah, nah. What's my nah, name? I gotta start writing more hooks, man. <laughs> hooks are necessary, man. Yeah, dude, they are. They don't call them hooks for no reason, you know? Nice. That's true. That's true. It's like, oh, what was the name of that song? Oh, fucking, uh... And then they say the hook. That's the first thing they say. That's so true, man. You don't, you, so you, know, you don't, like, it's not like, oh, what was the name of that song? And then they start speaking the third line and the second line. <laughs> <That's>, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, what was bar 12? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true, man. Well... <coughs> The final segment is about various types of media and how they've affected us over time. Think about my parents, like, they got married when my dad was 22 and my mum was 20. Oh, okay. And still happily married now. So I think stuff like the internet is what's kind of decentralized all that. Because you're no longer confined to... <coughs> Excuse me. No one was ever actually just confined to it, but it used to be like, I am born in this town, I'm going to find someone in this town, I'm going to find work in this town, and I'm going to stay in this town. Yeah. Then you get the internet that comes along. Yeah, I'm the internet. <laughs> Did you think about this? Did you think about this? I mean, information is just decentralized everywhere. And all of a sudden, you can see all those beautiful places online, you just type in the name of it, and you've got information about it. 
almost too much information. Like, I don't think our brains are ready for it yet. And I think, think about things like social media, like, our brain isn't geared up to worry about a thousand people. Like, we can worry about our tribe and those people around us. But as soon as you start thinking, fuck, I've got a thousand followers, all right, how do I appease all these? You can't do it, man. You just can't do it, it doesn't work, you know? Like, you can try, but like, eventually you're gonna start making yourself miserable. Because you're no longer looking after yourself and your tribe. Looking after the other tribe on the other side, and those kids that live down by the cave. And those guys that live near the bears, and those who live up in the trees, and you're numbers, trying to please numbers, them all, numbers, you know? numbers. Yeah. It's crazy, man. But it's also marketing. It's also part of what we are now. And I can start seeing that shift as well from, like, people not wanting to use social media, or at least to use it properly. Yeah. So I don't think it's inherently bad. No. I just think, because it's in its infancy, people have approached it in, yeah. Like you'll remember, man, because we were of that generation when Facebook first came out, and like I was like what 14. All it was was having a shit day, woke up late, eating gelato ice cream, ice cream. <laughs> went to the park with my parents. Here's a picture of this. Here's a picture of that. And it was to me just validation, and I did it as well. I didn't know any better. Yeah. It was like, look how great my life is. <laughs> but then you get home and it's like, man, I'm bummed out. Maybe I can find something to post about. <laughs> I just made a bacon and egg sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Here's a picture to prove it. <laughs> now, no, it's funny you say that because, like, for me, um, you know, with the whole brand building and awareness and all this stuff, like, I, I go through phases where, I, like, on my stories on Instagram, for, like, for example, I'll just like post motivational stuff and I'll just talk about my life and mm -hmm. I'll just be completely 100% real. Like, however, you know, sometimes I've even cried on there. Mm -hmm. And like, for me, it's it's like I want to show you the good stuff and the bad stuff to show you that I'm a real human being like you are. Exactly. And like, whatever you're going through, I'm probably going through it too. Yeah. Like, and like, just the connection mm -hmm. that social media is supposed to bring. Yeah. Um, and I've even noticed on some of my my videos that I posted on Instagram, like, I had one video, like, I was playing the ukulele, and I was, like, singing this, something just came to me, and I was just singing this over and over again, yeah. I started crying. Yeah. When I started crying, that's when I started recording. Yeah. And I just, like, because I used to do a video every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when I started recording, and then, I, like I remember, that stuff, as well. that stuff got some of the, like, that video got some of the most views that I've gotten on Instagram, mm -hmm. and, like, I got comments, like, one girl, she hit me in the DM, and she was like, yo, like, it's so cool to see that you're comfortable enough to to put yourself out there in such a vulnerable way. Yeah. You know, like, I hope you're going to be okay, and, I'm, and I hope you continue to spread this. Yeah, this is like, real. I was like, wow. That's... Hell yeah. That's, like, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. trying to, like, show, like, I'm not fake. Like, I'm on social media, and I'm trying to get followers, I'm trying to get fans and stuff, but I'm also a real human being with emotions, and, like... You can see who I am. Take a look. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because everyone has felt those emotions, like... We are humans, we're meant to feel our emotions, not block them out. Because everyone can feel that, they can relate to it. Yeah. And that's why they feel obliged to say to you, like, oh, I hope you get better, you know? Because they can relate to that situation, they know how it feels, you know? Yeah. And it's I, beautiful, man. I just think that was... To me, it was like, oh, wow people are watching. Yeah. 
and people want to see real people on social media, you know what I mean? Like, not just the glitz and the glamour. Nah, the Hollywood kind of social media, fake yeah. smiles. <laughs> nah, I always think about, like, chat show hosts. They're always fucking smiling. Welcome to the show! Every night of the fucking week. Every night. You don't have a bad day? Like, seriously? Like, talk about your bad day. Like, oh, hey guys, you know, I had a really bad day today for this reason. This happened to my family member. Or my daughter got sick and I'm worried about her. Talk about that. Don't just sell this lie. And I think this is why television's dying. And things like podcasting and streaming are going up. Because... Television is like theatrics to me. Yeah. You've got to do this. Mr. Rich, don't you dare get upset about <coughs> the accident you had earlier. Because if you do that, our ratings are going to go down. And if you do that, you ain't getting paid, boy. You're going to be looking for a new job. There goes your prime time spot. And that's why I think things like podcasts are getting so big and Twitch and streaming because it's like an insight into a life at a specific time rather than a dress rehearsal, <laughs> makeup two hours before, oh, that's the wrong shade of blue for your tie, that's going to clash with our guest's outfit, so you have to change to his paisley tie. I never thought about that. It's fucked up, man. I never really thought about that, honestly. Yeah. I think it can't, like, television could, could have been, I think it's past it now, I think it could have been such a powerful thing, but like everything, it just gets manipulated. But see, that's the thing, like, even what you just said kind of goes back to the whole point of like we're in a different place as humans like social media and all that stuff and even the video I was telling you about like it goes to show that people are in a higher state like people want to be connected and people yeah. want to use their third eye and they want to grow and all this stuff you know want to not drop the egg on the floor <laughs> because if wow. they didn't then TV would still be big if they didn't, then, you know, record labels would still be a huge thing. But no, it's like, nah, I want to support that artist. I want to hear that person's story. I Everything's want to decentralized. We're so beautiful, man. We're so lucky to live where we live. Like, a lot of people I meet will be, like, down about the time that we're living in. Oh, president's doing this. This is happening. This is happening. That always happened, man. You've just got more of a lens onto that now because we have the power of the internet. And people can't just get away with doing horrific shit to people and covering it up and getting on the news as some person in power and saying this and that and that. You can't do that anymore because there's people hacking. There's people getting into that information. And I think there's a shift, like you were saying. I think collectively our consciousness has shifted. Yeah. It's no longer just... I'm going to plot a long day today, I'm going to do my 9 to 5, go home, have my dinner, wake up, do the same thing again. It's more like, why am I doing the same thing again? Mm-hmm. What's my reason for doing this every day? Like, is this good for me? Is this bad for me? Or you can just consume all that stuff. You can consume all the internet and just, like I often do, spend all day gaming. <laughs> Sweat my fucking ass off, like, oh man, I've got to go take a shower? <laughs> oh man, I'm doing this raid. You know, like... So I know how it feels as well. Like I'm not, I'm not talking on a high horse by any no, means. No, no, definitely know? not. Like that's not I what it's about. It's not about being on a high horse. It's just about like talking real and like showing perspective. Like not showing perspective. Yeah, sh- showing our perspective on the whole situation at large. Mm-hmm. You know, because 
Another thing that I, I realized is like so many people that I listen to on podcasts and stuff, like they started the podcast after they became successful. Mm-hmm. So like they talk about the old stories and all this stuff after they already lived through it. Yeah. And they're like rich and famous and doing well. And now I started a podcast where I think like where we're coming from on our conversations, I think it's like somebody needs a podcast like I'm living through this right now. Yeah. Let me help you out. Yeah. I'm not a freaking fitness wizard. I'm not a platinum producer. Yeah. I'm not a freaking motivational speaker. Yeah. You know, like I'm a person trying to get through mm-hmm. and trying to get to that, that next level. Trying to sit through all the shit, man. You know? I feel you. Man. And I think that's that's one thing that that is just so invaluable. It's like Dude, I watch a shit ton of YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, man, I'm, I'm so motivated by this person to an extent. Yeah. Because they've already gotten to that level that I'm trying yeah, to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, you just got to do this. And you got to have drive. And you got to have a vision. You got to And it's like, okay, well, for me, what does that look like? What does that feel like? And they can't reach back and, and get those feelings and then tell no. me about it. Because you, you're in another place in life. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you certain things about like the beginning of music because I've already gotten past that. Like I've already been doing music. I've already gotten to certain levels of comfort that I can't explain to you how I got here mm-hmm. because it's, it's done. The process is already completed. I'm trying to get to the next level, you know? And so I find like there's a huge disconnect like with a lot of, a lot of like, the higher ups or whatever. Yeah, I agree. You leap, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's... And that's why I wanted to do the podcast because I want to be that person that's like, I'm where you are right now, yeah, 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 yeah. and I'm moving in that direction. Yeah. Come with me. Let's freaking work through this together, yeah, yeah. and let's all get there. Yeah. You know, because, bro, somebody needs to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. And like, I'm, I'm tired of you know being on on Instagram and like trying to do like motivational stuff and like inspire people and like nobody's watching the videos yeah, and nobody's yeah. fucking liking, subscribing or commenting or saying anything. Yeah, yeah. They're just like, boop. It's what it is. Boop. Yeah. You know, cause it's going through the feed so fast. But there might be one person who hears each one of those videos every day and they're like, fuck yeah, I feel like that. Yeah. Like I needed to hear that, you know? And if that one person hears it, then they go tell someone else. And they tell someone else. That's why. That's why I, I do the podcast because yeah. the podcast, like, when I say it, yeah. and, and I'm like fired up, and I'm like, dude, let's get motivated, let's freaking move forward, let's freaking, you know, learn more about ourselves, grow, and all this stuff. When I say it, and I put it out there, hey, podcast coming next Monday, done, dude. That podcast stays there. So if they want to pass it on and share it or whatever, they can do that. Whereas like with the Instagram stuff, it's like. I put it up, if you don't see it within a certain amount of time, like, it just doesn't get seen. Yeah. And like, because the whole podcasting is like passive, like, that means you could be on the mountain going up the gondola listening, yeah. getting insight. You could be freaking driving to work listening, getting insight, you know? And for me, that's way better. And I feel like for me and the type of person I am, I'll reach way more people if I can just talk, record it, and then- Put it out there. Yeah, and just let it be out there. It's yeah. an archive, man. It's like an archive of your thoughts. You can't go anywhere. Unless you've got shit backup system. <laughs> They're gonna be started on them, mate. Well, like, it's true what you're saying, man. Like, when I was driving to see customers in my last job, the thing that would get me through that drive would be putting a podcast on. Because I can 
I can drive to that customer and hear about all my hippie woo-woo that I like to hear about, or listen to this or listen to that. And then by the time I get there, I've already won the day, because I've already got some knowledge. So regardless of how it goes to that customer, I'm walking out there with a smile. Because I'm like, before I even came to you guys, I sold myself out. I learned this about the world. I had this idea because of this guy I was listening to. And that's the beauty of it, man. Especially, and the more we go on, the better it's going to get. Yeah. Like imagine virtual reality podcasts where you put a headset on. Maybe it exists, I don't even know, it just came to me. But you put like a headset on. And then pause, cut right there, patent that real yeah. quick. <laughs> well then as a viewer you put the headset on and you're in Jody Rich's room. And it's like you're not no longer just listening or just watching on the screen. It's like you you're in that podcast. Like you're a third guest on that show. You might not be talking, but you're there observing it, you know? I'd be sick. Look around, you got like fucking Joe Rogan there. He's talking to so and so, you got Elon Musk over there. And it's like you're in that room with them. Like, how much more real would that be for people? That'd be sick. That'd be really cool. It's gotta happen, man, surely. So, yeah, somebody's gonna do it and it's gonna blow up and all that shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not gonna be me, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey, why not, man? Why not? Because, man, I really wanna... I was telling you about that app I wanna create. A social media app that, like, where people feel comfortable to improve themselves mm-hmm. and have fun improving themselves. Yeah, yeah. That's what I really, like... At a certain, after a certain point, I want to just focus on that. Um, no, man. What, social media for good? <laughs> Love this boy. Oh. <laughs> and then everybody, everybody that, I, that I've spoken to about that, they're like, it has to be out there. Somebody has to have done it. And I'm like, maybe, but they didn't do it the way I want nah, to do it. And it's they didn't not do successful. It, they didn't do it as in-depth as I would want to do it. You know what I mean? Like... I've done, I've researched like the statistics of why people like Instagram over every other social media and like why Facebook and Twitter are falling down and all this stuff like that. And I'm just like, man, if I had somebody who could develop the app the way that I see it in my mind and have it function the way that I see it in my mind, like, bro, that shit's a billion dollar app. Yeah, yeah. Properly marketed, properly executed. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, somebody can go out and create something similar but not to the depth that I would want to do like and it's not it's like the the layers of the app make it more complex than than a normal app developer can do but it would help so many people dude there'll be someone out there that probably shares that vision it would help you with that and if you're listening that's someone Let me know. Hit us up. <laughs> Hit us up, man. We're here. Love it, <laughs> man. I'm saying, man. Podcast, the way to go. For the future, man. Radio's out. TV's out. Podcast is now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>